1: Welcome back to Working Overtime, the advice-forward dessert to working's process-heavy main course. I'm Isaac Butler.
0: And I'm Karen Hahn.
1: Karen, we've got a new listener voicemail, and I found it really quite beautiful and moving. It's from a caller named Susan, who is trying to get back to writing after a bout of COVID. Let's take a listen.
2: Hi, this is Susan. I'm up in Rhinebeck, New York, and I am an English incredible fan of the show, so helpful, which is why I'm asking you this new question. When one has been ill, in my case, COVID, how does one know at what point to push oneself to sit down and start writing again? I'm feeling like I can barely put thoughts together and I know that I couldn't right now even if I wanted to. But the question I'm asking you is, how do I reinsert discipline and commitment into my life? Do I wait until I am dancing with joy out on the lawn? Or is there some middle ground between I can hardly think straight and such dancing? Thank you. You are so helpful
1: before we get started responding to it, I just wanted to say, Susan, thank you so much for calling in with this question and for sharing your uh, problem with us. Karen, before we leap into advice, I just Mm -hmm. wanted to say that I really love that Susan is talking so much about the joyfulness of the creative process. In, In this case for her, it's writing, but you know, we spend so much time talking to career professionals about like, how do you pay your mortgage and work on your craft and get jobs and blah, 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 that we can sometimes forget that maybe Making art is joyful. Not all the time, but joy is a really important component of it, and we shouldn't lose sight of that.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm pretty sure we've also said this on the show before, but if a certain creative process is not bringing you joy anymore, then that is a pretty clear sign that you should be taking a break from it.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm also wondering, have you had periods where you couldn't work? I mean, in Susan's case, it's recovering from illness. But, you know, I know you moved to L.A. and Mm -hmm. all sorts of other stuff. What was it like for you when just there was too much life in the way to to do your to do your creative work?
0: Yeah, I've definitely had periods like that. And I think all of us have, really, because you can't control everything that happens in your life, but maybe not to as extreme a degree as recovering from COVID. Um, But whether it's illness or personal stuff, there are things in life that will monopolize your time and otherwise prevent you from being able to work. And I think in those moments, you don't necessarily feel like you have to be working, hopefully, But figuring out when you're okay to come back is definitely a difficult task. And I think it's particularly difficult for probably some people who've had COVID because of what we now call brain fog. Like Mm -hmm. you just, it's not that you're necessarily peak sick anymore, but it's just this side effect where you find yourself not thinking as clearly, perhaps, which is a totally different beast from like making time to work
1: yeah and also the other thing is that when it comes to you know unpacking your boxes after a move or whatever Mm -hmm. you know at some point they're going to be unpacked you don't actually know when the brain fog is going to lift or what's going to happen exactly so we're going to talk a little bit more about all of this after these messages Listeners, I just want to remind you that if you are enjoying working overtime, please subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, we'd love it if you'd rate or review the show. It really does help new listeners find us. If Overcast is your app of choice, as it is mine, please hit the star next to this episode to recommend this show to other people. Thanks. So, Karen, of course, we have talked on this show about taking creative breaks, but that's by choice. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. you just got to recharge. You got to take care of yourself. This is a really uh, it's a related question, but it's still different, which has to do with, you know, getting back on that saddle. When do you know it's time? How do you figure that out? Is it something you can figure out? What do you think?
0: I think in an ideal scenario, you would know that it was time because you would either have an idea that you couldn't stop thinking about, or otherwise you would really want to go back to working. Like, you'd feel really creatively inspired in that way. Of course, I don't think this will always be the case in terms of recovering, and I think the sort of second best answer is that you'll know when you start feeling enough guilt about not working, (laughs) or otherwise know that you're in okay shape to be working again, where you feel, okay, I feel good enough that I can sit at my desk and try to do something something. But sometimes you really are just still too sick to work. But if you're feeling all right again, sometimes it just comes to like forcing yourself to do it
1: yeah or easing your way back into it, right? You could do like a little maybe like a writing prompt for ten minutes, you know, yeah. and, then, and then eventually you sort of get back into that into that habit. Like I know for me, the closest experience I had of this and and not to make light of brain fog, but it felt a little bit like brain fog was like the six months after the book came out, I just felt like I couldn't think straight. I was just, you know, for one thing, I was giving interviews a lot and mm-hmm. stuff like that and and doing stuff that was exhausting, but also it was like I just sort of, Like, my brain was broken on some some (laughs) level. So much mental investment had gone to just, like, getting the book finished and getting the book Mm -hmm. out there that I I think i kind of, like, blown a fuse in a weird way. And it was really hard for me to just admit to myself, which it sounds like Susan already has, so she's one step ahead of Mm -hmm. where I was. Admit to yourself, like, actually, you're not going to be writing right now. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. It's okay. You'll do it eventually. You just need some time to figure this shit out.
0: Yeah, Absolutely.
1: Okay, so another thing is, let's say the fog has begun to lift, (laughs) or you're finally feeling rested enough, Mm -hmm. or you're feeling super guilty, or there's an idea you're really excited about, some combo of all these things, and you say, today is the day. I'm going to get back to the writing (laughs) desk or the studio or the pottery shed or whatever the fuck. How do you do it? What are some things Susan or maybe other people who are listening can do to try to get over that hump and just start working again when it's time?
0: I mean, I think it's sort of what you mentioned already, where I think it's really useful to start slowly, like just try doing whatever the most basic form of your creative endeavor is, whether it's writing a diary entry or throwing a cup on the wheel, basically just warming your muscles back up before you try diving back into the deep end of creativity again. And if you don't feel up to it, then don't push yourself too hard. But if you feel like there is some light at the end of the tunnel that you're boring toward, then I don't see why you shouldn't try charging toward it.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, when I was when I was first coming back off the book, I mean, I was sort of like, I would just like handwrite in a notebook for an hour at mm-hmm. the beginning of the day. That's all I could do. That was actually very tiring, I found, physically mm-hmm. and mentally. But, you know, eventually like the muscle starts coming back. Some writers and artists have a kind of ritual that invites the muse in. We've talked about that before on this show. I'm actually not a fan of those personally, but some people find them very helpful. I also think that, you know, one of the nice things about writing, which is different from, I think, throwing pottery or, you know, a lot of forms of painting and stuff like that, is that, you know, you can just carry a notebook around, a notebook and a pen or the notes app on your phone. Mm -hmm. And then any time in the day you could be writing. Do you know what I mean? And writing can be one sentence. Writing does not have to be 5,000 words. Writing does not have to be the great American novel. It can literally just be, you're sitting there at a on your couch or at a cafe or meeting a friend or whatever and an idea for a sentence comes and you just write it down boom you've written today Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like it doesn't have to be this mountain that you're trying to climb it can just be a habit that's all throughout your life all right we'll be back with more thoughts on all of the above and maybe some new ideas after this another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Hey listeners, is there a particular creative struggle you'd like to hear us tackle? Well, let us know by emailing us at workingatslate.com or even better, call us and leave a message just like Susan at 304-933-9675. That's 304-933-WORK. One thing that I was thinking of, Karen, with this is all the parts of the, you know, making an artistic thing process that do not involve the actual act of making it, you know, Mm -hmm. research is a big part of writing or, you know, sketching is a big part of painting or maybe you can't think straight in this one way, but you can in another, you know, what can you be doing to rekindle the flame? Do you think?
0: Yeah, you you can read a book, you can go for a walk, you can watch a new movie or TV show or rewatch an old movie or TV show that you really love Or go to a museum or like just, I don't know, travel a little bit if you can. Anything that'll help you recharge your physical and creative batteries and maybe inspire you, I think is a perfectly valid part of the process.
1: You know, in fact, I'm going to add one more thing onto this, which is revisit your old work, mm. right? One way to connect to the the totality of yourself, including the self that is a creative person likes to make work, is to actually reread your old stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe not too old, because we tend to dislike work we made like <laughs> a certain number of years ago. Yeah. But you know, if you're a poet, read some old poems of yours or whatever, just remind yourself what you're capable of, because you're probably capable of some pretty great stuff. Mm-hmm. Of course, it is also true that the flip side of creative work being joyful and fulfilling is that it can feel kind of painful when you're not capable of doing it. You know, those few months where I was having trouble writing, that was hard. I was really Mm. mad at myself during that time. You know, how can we be kind to ourselves during those moments and acknowledge our limits?
0: I think this is a space where it's really useful to have basically different hobbies. And these will sound really basic, but even stuff like just listening to music or playing video games, stuff that is maybe usually more considered, quote unquote, like fun. But I think it ultimately falls into the category of the previous question where you might not be making any immediate progress in your own work by reading a book or watching a movie, but you're still soaking in this kind of creative energy and hopefully inspiring yourself further down the line. And it's also really good, I think, to remind yourself that you won't be able to do your best work if you aren't in good shape and pushing yourself too hard might mean that you just feel worse afterward.
1: Yeah, I really had that experience myself. Mm -hmm. So I I completely agree. Be kind to yourself. It'll come back. It really will. And now you can sort of uh, grow other parts of your life, which will Mm -hmm. in turn help inspire your work.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. Thank you so much to Susan for calling in. And if you have a question, comment, suggestion, idea, thing you need help with, triumph you want to share, why don't you give us a call at 304-933-WORK or write us at working at slate.com and we will feature it on a future episode of Working Overtime.
0: And if you like what we do here on Working, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, why not sign up for Slate Plus at slate.com slash working plus. You'll get bonus content including exclusive episodes of Slow Burn and Big Mood, Little Mood, and you'll be supporting what we do right here on Working.
1: Big thanks to our producer, Kevin Bendis, and to our series producer, Cameron Drews. We'll be back on Sunday with a brand new episode of Working, and in two weeks we'll have another episode of Working Overtime. Until then, If you're feeling up to it, get back to work.